0: This is Joe Cole, and you're listening
1: to the London is Blue podcast. All right, Chelsea fans, welcome back to another episode of the London is Blue podcast. We got a Naz special, ladies and gentlemen, as the window comes crashing shut. We've got the man here to keep us at least up to date for about an hour to hour. How it's going, Naz? How you doing, sir?
0: Yeah, I'm good. How are you? I'm
1: I'm good. I'm not the one chasing leads. I'm just scrolling Twitter. My life's a lot easier. I'm waiting for you to send me something.
0: Oh, man. Yeah, this time of year, it's definitely chasing. Uh, I've been running around a lot.
1: (laughs) We've got uh, a good opportunity to catch up. would remind everyone we were recording in the morning in the U.S. side of Hmm. August 30th, Wednesday. We're going to get this up as soon as we can because we know things are going to move fast. So it's only as good as 7.15 a.m. Central. Anyways, Naz, uh, the big early news right away this morning. We were going to record yesterday. didn't work out wake up, at least on my side, to the news about uh, Cole Palmer, Manchester City winger, young attacker. What's going on here? Out of left field.
0: Oh, it's definitely out of left field. Um, I, I expected left field, though. So uh, to an extent, I was just thinking, where was, where's it going to come from? And then it turns out it's Cole Palmer. I knew it would be a under-21 player. Which it is, but uh, other than that, um, it was a bit of a surprise. But yeah, it's uh, interesting. Chelsea have done deals with these big clubs, and now they're going to a big club to try and get a deal out of them. So it's interesting to see if it if it works the other way. I know uh, you know Chelsea have sold uh, Matteo Kovacic over there, so the um, two set, two parties know how to do a deal together. But can they do one for Cole Palmer? Um, it remains to be seen. But certainly, there's absolutely no doubt of quite serious interest here um and it's probably the most serious interest i'm hearing in any attacker at the moment uh like you said as of it my time 1:15 p.m. uk time so uh on, on wednesday the 30th of august so he seems currently to be the main man chelsea won. and yeah it's, it's a lot of boxes right
1: uh, i mean i guess so i was just about to hit fb ref cuz i uh, 21 right we know he's young uh i think his his Minutes have been limited, but, you know, if you trust Pep in the whole Phil Foden situation, that seemed to have worked out. Um, he's on contract till 2026. So this will have to be a, a deal done between the two clubs. Uh, can score goals. Is good at moving the ball forward. Progressive carries. Um, good passing. Uh, I'm trying to see. He was... FB ref likes him to Martin Odegaard, Fafana, some other players like that. But does he normally play out wide? Isn't that kind of his comfortable spot?
0: Yeah, he plays out wide a lot, but I've heard him compared to a variety of different kinds of players. He's not like your rapid winger. He's more of your classy, uh, you know, creative winger. So I think that would tick a lot of boxes. There's definitely similarities as well to Michael Elise. Don't forget Chelsea. Had a failed bid there, um, so I think that that's sort of where it where it comes from. Some of the um, you know some of the some of the style of play he'll bring, but I think he could play number ten as well. Looking at you know the way he plays, I've I've seen him compared in his youth a lot to Meza Özil, actually, who uh, obviously was a a great number ten in his prime and uh, a less great one in his uh, at the end of his career. But uh, yeah, I think that that's uh, sort of the player that he's sometimes compared to. Quite a classy technical player um i mean he scored the winning goal when england won the european championships under 21s uh, this summer uh noni Maduweke is part of that group and and so is levi colwell really big parts of that group and uh yeah i mean man city you talk about cobbins academy man city's academy is very similar uh you know the highest paying academy in the north of england very strong so uh yeah to get a player out of it it's um Yeah, unusual, but uh, yeah, I think he ticks a lot of the technical boxes that Chelsea are looking for. So um, if they get it done, I think they'll be pretty delighted.
1: Yeah, look, red flag downside, not a lot of minutes, right? 500 minutes across five seasons in the Premier League. 2,000 minutes across three seasons in the PL2. Uh, When he does play, especially at that level, uh, 13 goals, six assists back in 2020, 2021, eight goals forces the next season, but he definitely split more time between the first team. That's the only thing. But again, if he's coming out of Pep Guardiola system, it doesn't mean that he's not ready or not good. It's just a matter of uh, how he integrates. Um, yeah. I, I had to ping Phil real quick, right? Chelsea youth. Uh, and I was like, Hey, where are we at? He's like really good player, tidy player. Uh, You know, I think Phil will probably be like, well, we're also talking about, you know, looking internally and things like that. But Phil loves good, promising, young English players. And uh, so if he says good stuff, then uh, that's all I need to hear. Um, money, contract, I'm sure that's going to be the sticking point at this thing. Do you have any insight on where they're at as far as pegging pricing?
0: Not really, but I think they're just showing an interest and in not being pushed away. Um, ah, I, gotcha. I, think it will, I think it will take a significant amount of money. Um, so that's going to be interesting. I think we'd know probably from the targets Chelsea have been looking at that they're willing to pay something like £40 million. Is that enough? Um, Man City have a pretty strong hand, but I also think it's a bit unfair for Man City uh, to reject it. You know, you're talking about lack of minutes. He's 21 now. He needs to be getting minutes. So I think, you know, for me, it would be a bad luck if if Man City are rejecting strong bids for him. So uh, yeah, that's kind of, somewhat my feeling my emotional feeling towards a player who i think is really talented and could go on to become an england international and hey it's also euro 2024 next summer so okay we've got a lot of great players in that position in in england but he'll want to push he'll want to try and give it a go and if he's at chelsea playing regularly then he just has that chance
1: look age profile these are the things that really fall in line with what Chelsea's looking at, right? This does make sense based on what the sporting directors have done up to this point and things like that. So, um, uh, you know, Mataweke, right? Essentially the same age came from PSV. Oh, interesting. I'm like starting to connect the dots here and see, um, he's a left footed player as well. So just to add a little bit of variety, again, not even Mataweke. Like, are we just stacking players here or, you know, I? this is where we're getting a little bit goofy now because I wonder how if we're starting to create a little bit of redundancy for ourselves.
0: Yeah, I think that's always a danger with Chelsea. It sometimes feels like they don't really look at the talent they've got in front of them. I think, you know, Phil's complained about that on Twitter, hasn't he? Um, some of the academy players as well. You're looking at hudson um being sold to Nottingham Forest right now. And, and I can tell you for a fact that Hudson-Odoi is a more talented footballer than Cole Palmer. But Hudson-Doy is an unbelievable technician and he outshone all the Man City players, all the Arsenal players that are doing great in the league, but he's lost his way, of course, uh, and needs to get back on track. Now, Chelsea aren't willing to rehabilitate him. Forrest are. Maybe that's where he's got to, and, and that's a shame. But, uh, you know, for me, I think sometimes it rankles a little bit that Chelsea don't look too much internally. And I, I'm worried a little bit about Nani can We talk as well on the eve of that, Wimbledon game which will be very important for him Um, and also don't forget Chelsea have one game a week this season okay there's maybe a bit more rotation in attack than other positions but it's still uh, I worry that if everyone gets fit and Chelsea get the medical record right there's going to be certain players that really will be lost in the system so um, maybe that won't happen maybe Chelsea will just plagued with injuries all season but it's a concern a little bit in who's going to get lost. And um, maybe that's just the price of being a big club that some players do get lost. And, and um, I guess there would still be selling value for people like Nonny, but it would be a shame to see him blocked.
1: So yesterday uh, in this kind of like hit Twitter and then just went away was Emil Smith Rowe from Arsenal, another young attacker. He probably plays more centrally in that number 10 role, which is a little bit, of a hole right now with the Carney Chukomeka and uh, and Kunku injury. Did anything come of that on your end? It seems like it's literally just poof gone.
0: Yeah, I think uh, I looked at it initially and I thought this probably isn't going to happen. And then uh, I checked it out and it wasn't. I, I, saw, I thought the same about Cole Palmer. I was like, this probably isn't going to happen. I checked it out and I was like, oh, it, it might happen. <laughs> so. Uh, that's kind of how these things go really. Um, but yeah, he would have been a good option for Chelsea but it's just Arsenal just don't want to sell him so that's the end of that really.
1: Yeah, I mean look, he's got a bit of an injury record too. Um, Not that he's not a good player but uh, even like hard to break into the Arsenal team last season as well partially because they were doing so well but um, interesting. Any other attackers? I mean, the the crazy one is I think like Turkey. Um, We haven't really heard much. It looks like the um, we try to talk about Barcolo. Um, yeah, I guess, I guess what are you hearing kind of on your side of it? Any rumblings?
0: Yeah. I still think there could be another turn in this story. So, um, yeah, we've talked a lot about Cole Palmer and hopefully it doesn't get too old by the time this comes out, but I think there could be further twists and turns very fast. That's the point of the transfer window we're at. Um, Chelsea have been offered Ansu Fati, which is interesting, but he's on, it's a very, it's a very different deal to Cole Palmer, right? Cole Palmer's on not a huge amount of money at Man City's young player not coming through, but Barcelona put Ansu Fati on a monster contract, and Chelsea kind of would have to match that, and it would be a, a huge operation um, putting him among Chelsea's top earners if he if he came in. Spurs have also been offered the the player as well. Both play both teams are looking for similar types of you know attackers. Spurs are going for Brennan Johnson now ahead of Chelsea. Um, I'm not sure what the chicken and the egg situation is with that. If Spurs managed to win the race or if um, if Chelsea just backed out and weren't interested in Spurs came in, but certainly that seems to be moving it forward for them. Um, and then, yeah, Bradley Barcoli, you mentioned it's not really ever um, lit up that one. It feels like a deal. Chelsea could just go and do. Maybe they'll go back to him if they fail to get other targets. And, and that's probably what chelsea are doing right now is sounding out multiple options and and seeing where they end up at the end of the window because um you know they could they can go right up until deadline day still 48 60 hours to go um so yeah i think that that's sort of chelsea could be making very late deals here um, and it could be any kind of deal from a permanent to a loan so um let's see where see what they end up doing
1: Okay. Um, I mean, like we said, that's the one from Poch that he's really focused in on from the a, a, a final addition to the squad. Um, interesting. Uh, We've got the goalkeeper story. We talked about Petrovic. Uh, you and I did a little bit. He isn't going to be able to start because of work permit. Um, no concerns there, right? That's just a formality. Yeah, just a
0: formality. I think, um, yeah, sometimes just the bureaucracy is a little ways um, Yeah, I was looking at the point system actually, and um, he's quite on the borderline of uh, actual sort of work permit. But Chelsea have um, there's new rules now in the Premier League where you can get a few players through on the loophole, and I think Chelsea know they can do that even if he doesn't get the initial work permit. So um, either way, he'll be a Chelsea player. It's just a matter of time. So. Um, And bureaucracy. So I think that they're pretty relaxed about that and and know he'll be the number two initially and then maybe number one as time goes on.
1: And then with that being said, um, he's 23, 10,000 professional, like senior team minutes. He's coming in, obviously, gonna be with Robert Sanchez. Do you have an idea of how those maybe are gonna um, overlap each other, right? Or potentially, uh, push each other, is George Petrovic ready to go, do they feel? Do you think that he needs some more time?
0: Yeah, I think that Petrovic uh, is kind of seen as one for the future. I think he's a bit of a rough diamond in some aspects, but he's also, I think in your pods, you've you've also talked about how good he is in other aspects, and uh, yeah, the shot stopping uh, is clearly the ultimate thing for him. He's uh, had some ridiculous stats in that regard. Um, I was actually talking to a really top goalkeeper about him and he was saying he's basically the the new David De Gea um, in terms of his style of play. Um, and that's kind of a compliment, but a bit of a backhanded one in some ways as well because he needs to improve his uh, his passing. He's good at very simple short passing, so he can play out from the back, but the variety isn't quite there. And, and part of that really is the um, New England Revolution aren't a very advanced team compared to you know, your likes of your Chelsea's or, or the big teams in the Premier League. So, um, he's not quite got that side of the game and that's what he needs to develop, I think. But, yeah, great in other areas. I think he'll be... And and, and kind of that's what you want from a number two anyway. One you can develop, one who would be a top shot stopper, one you could maybe bring on in a, in a penalty shootout in a cup final, like we've seen uh, a few goalkeepers do, uh, including Chelsea ones. Um, he could do that potentially for Chelsea. So, He's got some great uh, upticks, but he needs to be developed. He's number two for now. I think he'll be a number two for a good six months in case of, unless there's an injury. But if there is an injury, I think Chelsea would trust him all all the same. So, yeah, they're pretty happy about it, pretty excited, a good fee. um, And, you know, there was a lot of rival interest and Chelsea won the race, uh, including Man United. So, uh, well done to Chelsea on that.
1: Nice. All right. Well, we're gonna take a first ad break when we get back. Enough of the people coming in. We gotta talk about the people
2: going out. So, thank you the sponsors, and we'll be right back. Are you missing out on your favorite show because it's not available in your region? Trying to keep your private time private? Well, let me introduce NordVPN. If you're bored of US streaming services, why not take it for a spin in the UK? Using NordVPN, and at the click of a button, you can do just that. No need to travel to Japan for your favorite anime when NordVPN brings it right to you. With 5,000 plus server options, no show is out of your reach. Grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com forward slash is blue, you know, like the name of the podcast, to get a huge discount off of your NordVPN plan plus one additional month for free. It's completely risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. We all love to binge, but privacy is a big deal too. NordVPN keeps your information encrypted so you never have to worry about your IP or location getting out. Threat protection, they've also doubled down on keeping you safe with their new threat protection feature. Say goodbye to intrusive website ads and malware. Even if you download an infected file, threat protection kicks in and deletes it before it makes a mess of your computer. Don't forget, there is literally no risk to you with their 30-day money-back guarantee. Give it a try, and if you like it, great. If you don't, they'll send you a refund, and you can pretend the entire situation never happened, just like Chelsea's 2022-2023 season. Check out my link at nordvpn.com forward slash Londonisblue to get your subscription started today. That's right, nordvpn.com forward slash Londonisblue. All right, Naz, let's just start at the back. All right, let's start at the back of the team and
1: work our way forward. Uh your lot, Man United, sniffing around. Uh Mark Cucarella on loan, it sounds like. Just gotta get the fee sorted. What are you hearing?
0: I'm pretty blown away this is happening, but uh it seems to be, man. Um so yeah, Mark Cucurella has had a loan offer from Chelsea. Chelsea want more money from Man United, but they seem pretty open to doing a deal. Um, and I can tell you why actually. Uh the initial bid was a two million pound uh loan fee and then covering his wages, they're quite high wages for Chelsea Cuccarellas. Um so that was quite a decent yeah. offer, I think. But Chelsea want about five to yeah. eight million pounds instead of two million, so it's a bit of a jump, but it's quite interesting Man United's timing as well. They kind of timed the bid for when Lukaki went through to Roma. Um and that's quite interesting because the overseas loan spots are really being filled up now. Chelsea have just one left. They've got David Washington, who they want to send out on loan. Um, so, it's pretty much filled up. Um, so, Chelsea either have to keep Matt Cucurella or loan him to an English team, basically. And um, most English teams can't afford Cucurella's wages. So, Man United are pretty smart and pretty strategic coming in and saying, look, it's either us or nobody. What are you going to do? Um, and now Chelsea kind of have to make up their mind you know, how much are they going to get out of United, what's a compromise, things like this. Um, I think it's um, quite interesting. Man United might just sit there and wait until deadline day and say, look, are you going to keep him or are you going to send him to us? That's the choice you've got now. Um, but I think Chelsea could benefit from it as well as Man United benefiting from it because Matson. it might give him a bit more confidence to stay, a bit more space to play um, and maybe that would, would help the situation with Matson. So, very 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 interesting scenario there um and yeah of course I, d- I didn't mention man united have a bit of an injury crisis at left back so that's why they're interested
1: which is good right short-term fixer manchester united Premier League proven player on chelsea's side we've got too many left backs like story for the last six years nas copy paste marcus alonso um all the way back to there so Interesting. Obviously, from a fan's perspective, we're all thinking about uh, Ian Mottson because you know his future's kind of been up in the air. Uh, yesterday broke that Burnley were trying to do a loan deal for Ian, but at the same time, this Cucurella deal started to pick up steam. So I'm assuming Chelsea would prefer to keep Ian Mottson and let Cucurella go on loan, or is there a flip side? Are, are there two deals in parallel, and Chelsea are just trying to pick which option they want for these left-sided players?
0: Um, maybe a little bit, but I think that Matson's actually more likely to leave permanently than on loan. I've been I've been asking about it, and it, it's very much pace for permanent. is way more likely. So uh, yeah, I'm just getting a message from a contact there. Um <laughs> yeah, knew so it. I think like uh, yeah, a, a permanent deal is more more likely with Matson, and I know that's not what fans want to hear. But um I also heard that it's more likely he'll either stay. Or do a permanent deal, so it's kind of right. There's two good options there. Loan is actually the least likely option, from what I'm hearing. So um, yeah, I think that that's sort of where Matson is. It's it's very much on a knife edge for him, um, and uh, yeah, we'll kind of have to see what happens there. But Burnley and uh, West Ham both interested in permanent.
1: All right. Uh, well, we'll see. We'll see how that shakes out. I mean, obviously, very interesting between the two. He just clearly wants uh, a future, right? He wants a permanent solution for a young player. You can very much understand that. Um, wild to think that that he could leave so young and promising after such a great season in the championship. And this season got nothing to lose. I hope we can see him out. So this is how I look at the left back situation as. Is it you let Cucurella go on loan? You have Ian Motsen and we find out, is he good enough or not? But now you had like a season to vet him, see if he can play at this level, see if he fits where you need him to. And then you can make a decision next season. I actually think the Cucurella thing to United is like a win-win because you know Cucurella, you know, you know exactly where he's at. The market's there. Ian's the unknown.
0: Yeah, exactly. I think Chelsea needs to do everything, move heaven and earth to keep Matson, I think they might have to offer him a new deal because he doesn't have that long left on his deal either. Like two years, I think. Chelsea yeah. don't like Chelsea don't like having two years left on a player's deal. Um, you know, they don't want to be held over a barrel next summer. So. I think that that's going to be key as well is like, you know, they, I, I broke a few weeks ago that they were in conversations about renewing his contract. I don't think it's got very close, but things happen so quickly at this time of year. So it might not be close today, but tomorrow it could be very close. So I think that that's sort of where we're at with Matson. and um, a contract renewal and in staying is probably the best case scenario of Chelsea.
1: Yeah. All right. Um, a new one that's just coming out this morning a little bit. Uh, Malong Sarr to Nottingham Forest. Are are. You know, this is Pacchettino's Malang by the way, Naz.
0: Yeah. 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 Who? Uh, no, I think um, that one was one that didn't have a lot of interest. So it's quite interesting. Forrest loves this market for a low cost player. They um, do,
1: don't they? Talk about yeah. accumulation.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, and I think it would suit uh, Fuller as well. They want, but he would probably have to play left back for Fulham, So it'll be interesting to see how this all plays out. And I think also, don't expect a huge fee for Malang Sarr because his wages are very high. Uh, Chelsea, for some reason, signed him on a hundred grand a week contract all those years ago, and it felt like a good deal because he's a free. But frees are never free. Freeze have sometimes huge contracts, and that is what Malang Sarr is on. Um, so, uh, yeah, don't expect a big fee for that. But I'd, I'd, I've not really heard too much about Malang Sarr, and, and that's probably my first message on WhatsApp after I get off this call.
1: I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, the the French. Reporters saying that uh, he might even be able to leave for free because so Chelsea can just move him on. Trevo Shalaba, right? Sounds like Bayern Munich are coming in and there's concrete interest is what's being reported. Uh, He's not even healthy right now, which is interesting, although we're getting nice little injury updates from the club. What's going on with Trevo here?
0: Yeah, he's definitely got the interest, which is great uh, for him because I think he... He kind of wants to stay and fight for his future at Chelsea, unless, and I think this is a bit of an asterisk, which has been a bit lost, is that if a top club comes for him, I think he would be very interested in it because I think it's clear the writing's on the wall for him at Chelsea. De Sarcy's move was the point when I think that he started to be a bit concerned about his future. I think he was willing to fight for his place until that De Sarcy deal went through. So, um, yeah, uh, that's that's the issue for him. Um, it's still a massive question about this Bayern Munich move, though, because they are canvassing like a huge number of options. So, I kind of just feel like Trevor is one of many. I think they would love to do a loan with option for Trevor, and then maybe get a midfielder in as well. I mean, Tom Tuchel loves the English players as well now, so um, he's just looking for players in the Premier League, really. Um, so yeah, it, it kind of depends on Chelsea letting him go in alone, but I don't really see you know, Chelsea initial asking price of 50 million pounds. So, um, Bayern I'm going to pay that. Um, so mm-hmm. there's a lot of compromise needing doing here. Um, and I could see it not going through, to be honest.
1: Yeah. it, it probably just comes down to how willing Chelsea are to, to negotiate on the fee. Right. F- I just 50 is not going to happen for him. Um, we all like him, right. Cobham grad. We love the likes to fight for the club. But if you just think about the player's perspective, a lot of empathy, you know, he's had a tough little run. He got frozen out. Um, Chelsea continued to sign players. He continues to battle through. Uh, you know, he probably thought this is going to be his chance to, to have a lane at that right center back with uh, Wesley Fafana having the, the significant knee injury. And here we are again. Like you said, De Sassi showed up. They just went and got another one. And, and I don't know. I, I do feel bad. Because he just wants to play and he really hasn't gotten that chance consistently.
0: I think the signal to him is that Chelsea don't believe he's good enough, which may I think some Chelsea fans might think that. Some others may think that he needs to improve, but he can get there. And that's kind of where I, I kind of see him is that, yeah, he needs to improve, but he can get there. Um, but I think the messages haven't been like that for him. And then there's also, I think we've talked about it many times, that you know cashing in on academy players is very unfortunately very inviting because the way uh, football finance works, it's kind of pure profit. So if you can get a big fee in for him, I think Chelsea find that very inviting. Um, And they found that for other players as well, like Mason Mount, like Lewis Hall, who, yeah, they'll get that fee next summer. Um, So there's there's kind of that, there's that enjoyment that selling academy players gives you some financial fair play wiggle room to get your deals, like your Caicedos, like your, uh, Cole Palmer's over the line. And and yeah, we talk about incomings, but Chelsea want to balance it with outgoings as well.
1: Yeah, a lot of balancing from that perspective as well. Uh, maybe not departures uh, permanent, but loans-wise. How's this midfield going to shake out? It seems like maybe Ugachuku is going to stay. Um, Carney's injured. Gallagher seems like he's going to stay after all of that. Um, I know there's some some young kind of other players in and amongst it but um, any departures whether it be loan or permanent from the midfield that you're hearing about
0: well Gallagher's still not completely off the table now uh, yeah I think that that's an interesting one because he plays so much for Potch and he clearly likes him but he's not completely off the table if a really good bid comes in Chelsea might accept it um, so I would watch that one in the last few days but um, I think they'd happily keep Gallagher all the same especially Potch um. So yeah, I think the midfield is kind of where it is now. It'll be, I think, a good trick. we deputising for uh Caicedo, Lavia, and Enzo. Kind of working together in maybe that position, and then you'd have Gallagher, who's playing a bit further forward. Um, kind of a ten, kind of an eight. Um. So I think that that's going to be the makeup of the midfield now. Um. There's also many players to come back, and I think even Matson might play in midfield sometimes. So. You've got like huge options, and Kunku's coming back, of course. Chuck Make is not out for that long, so uh he'll be back kind of soon. The international break can get can get players back as well. So there's going to be quite a lot of options in midfield. Really, it's quite a strong. It's gone from kind of Chelsea's weakest position in pre-season to potentially the strongest. Um So I think it'll be a bit the envy of the Premier League, and and Poch doesn't really have any excuses there. He's going to be lined up with good midfields for the next few months, definitely to come, I think.
1: Yeah, we'll have to see. Obviously, Andre Santos went to loan to Forest, which is a bit tough because they have about four or five players in that position as we were talking about how they accumulate. So hopefully he can fight through and, and earn some minutes. You know, and as I was kind of looking at this entire roster now, as there's probably five to six players that need to leave. We said two could leave from the defensive unit. If none in the midfield do, then like between the, the wide attackers, in uh, the in the striker contingency, this is where I think we're going to see some movement. You with the big story, big update on the Callum Hudson Odoi to Force piece. What's going on with Cho?
0: Yeah, I think he's getting his move. It's uh, looking good. Uh, advanced definitely talks. So I think everyone knows that deal should go through now. Um, it's just nice to see Callum playing football because. I think I've said it on this pod before, he's probably the best academy player I've ever seen, not just for Chelsea, but for any club. And I've seen Phil Foden, Saka, Smith Rowe, uh, Cole Palmer, all those guys playing academy games, and Hudson-Odoi was better than them. So I'm quite happy to see him getting a move where he can play some football, and we can hopefully see him bounce back and be a really heartwarming story. Um, And yeah, Chelsea are agreeing a deal. I'm not sure where the fee's going to land. I think we'll find that out pretty soon, but... um, yeah, probably between maybe something like eight million with a sell-on clause or something like that. I think that's probably what we're looking at. Um, a good sell-on clause so Chelsea can profit hopefully when Hudson Odoi gets back to his best. So uh, I think that's what's going to happen. Uh, it's what's needs to happen, and um, yeah, I think the fee will be quite low because again he's on high high wages. So, uh, yeah, it's uh that, that's kind of driving down the price a little bit for the buying club.
1: Yeah, fair. All right, last ad break. When we get back more, especially the Lukaku thing that sponsors, we'll be right back. There is no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. One of the things I love about Indeed is that they make hiring all in one place. It's easy because, well, candidates you invite are three times more likely to apply to your job than candidates who only see it in the search. When you get one step closer to the hire by immediately matching you with a quality candidate, it makes it go faster. And when you're looking to hire, the quicker you get, the right person in the role, the better. So start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. That offer is good for a limited time. So claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com forward slash Blue Wire Sports. Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire Sports and support the show by saying you heard about it on this podcast. Indeed.com forward slash Blue Wire Sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right. So good for Callum, right? I think, you know, that he had that big summer where he's going to go to Germany. Chelsea doubled down, supported him post injury. Just didn't kick on super unlucky you know maybe this will be a good reset for him to your point i think a lot of chelsea fans you know really had high hopes for callum hudson adoy hope he can restart his career and get going again it's just they got to the point where just never seemed on stable ground with the club and it just kind of is what it is from there uh, other departures out of this top line, you know, uh, it sounds like Mason Burstow is going to be part of the first team. So no more loan. It seems like just with injuries and things like that, he'll be needed in the interim, which is going to keep him at the club. Is that what you're hearing?
0: Yeah, maybe, but I wouldn't rule it out either that he's got loads of interest. I think clubs will wait late for him. He'll have championship loan moves, um, which is great. It's actually quite rare for under 21 South championship loan moves, even these days. So, um, He's in a really strong position, and I think Chelsea will weigh that one up right until the very end. I think it's the same for Bashir Humphreys as well in defence. Mm. Uh, I've been told he's uh, currently slated to stay, um, but say Chelsea keep Shalabar, like they might be tempted to uh, let him go and play football, which he kind of needs in a way. I, I'd like I'd rather see him go on loan. I'd rather see both players go on loan, especially Bashir Humphreys, who's a defender and uh, could do with you know, refining his talents week in, week out in the championship. And and he had that Swansea move that was very close. And then Chelsea made a late decision. We might keep him. Um, and I think that that might have been related to Shellabar, that he could, Shellabar could go and um, Bashir would stay. Um, but we'll see. I, I'd, I'd like to see maybe Bashir Humphreys go on loan. And, and I think that those two could go out on loan, Humphreys and, and Burstow
1: interesting i i look i am done saying anything with the slightest bit of confidence to you naz this is this is hilarious every time i'm like yeah yeah, yeah they're probably staying right you're like i don't know man uh.
0: <laughs> i know i know i know well the problem is that everything just changes so much like last minute you're like you're saying i'm these guys are staying and they they do end up going but currently the plan is you're right for, for those to stay but man you know how many times what? has it changed <laughs>
1: What's your drafts folder look like right now?
0: Oh, mate i I just have a list of names, and uh, I, I saw a great graphic actually on uh, on on social media of like all the potential moves, and it was like pretty complicated actually. You
1: know, it, it is pretty pretty wild. Uh, David Washington just arrived from Brazil. Another young attacker. No idea what's gonna happen. I mean, you imagine he's not was never intended to stay with Chelsea. And now some of these loan deals are forcing us because you've only got seven international loan spots, what he's going to end up doing. So my guess is he's going to be the last move to be made in this window and just see where everything else falls.
0: Exactly. I think that's the problem for him is that he's waiting waiting for the international loan spots to unfold. I mean, we're even talking maybe, you know, uh, uh, Shalabar going to buy a unit. That's an international loan spot. So, uh, Everything is up in the air for him. I mean, I think it's such an easy deal for him to do, but it's just about are you going to run out of spots I mean we' we're, we're hearing as well Tino Andrewrin's joining Portsmouth, but I was told as well he had international loans that he wanted to explore but there's, it's got limits now it's uh, seven seven players and uh, ZH taking up one really irritating for the club. I think they don't want to be doing those deals, but they had to and the same with one. Like they really didn't want to use up these spots and it's, it's cost certain players and it's a shame. And and hopefully David Washington isn't one of those that loses his spot.
1: It's something that Chelsea need to figure out, you know, that's probably one season, but you know, players are going to look at this moving forward. Uh, I don't know. It's the worst thing that David Washington plays, Um, you know, in PL two, it's probably not ideal coming from Santos, but at the end of the day, there's options. We'll figure it out. Uh, all right, big one. Romelu Lukaku, AS Roma done, sealed, delivered. How the hell did this happen? It sounds like the American owners are super excited about him. I love people gaslighting everybody, showing that Jose Mourinho was with him at Ever to era at Chelsea. Didn't work. It together United didn't work. And now they're gonna be together at Roma like a match made.
0: <laughs> yeah, pa- remarkably, apparently he he helps the transfer go through a lot of conversations. You'd expect Roma to say that, but it was very much, this one was very much an owner-to-owner deal, all-American affair, uh, the freedkins who own Roma, uh, and I think B- Bedard Bali, who is very active, by the way, in the last days of the window, he is basically living um, alongside uh, Paul Winstanley and Stanley and Lawrence Stewart, so they, you, you just see them together. They'll be together all the time now for the next uh, 60 hours working on deals together, so Bedad is super hands-on. I mean, super hands-on with Romelu. Um, I think last summer it was Todd who did Romelu to Inter, and it was, I think it was Badad for uh, for the Roma deal. Um, and yeah, they got it done. Um, it was really complicated. Roma maxed out their FFP limit to get to get Romelu over the line, and then you know Roma did everything they could, and it was about Chelsea and Romelu reaching a compromise. And to be fair, I know Chelsea fans don't like Lutaku, um, and he gets ridiculed these days, and in some ways, rightly so, but. He agreed a pay cut, a big one. I think he's getting paid even less than he was into last season. Um, gradually he's getting paid less and less every year. Um, so it's showing how his career is going. Um, to make the deal go over the line, and and yeah, Roma are really excited about it. Um, and, and remarkably as well with the deal, um, Romelu agreed a pay cut over the last two years his Chelsea contract. It's, it's it's staggering. Um, but Chelsea had great leverage in the situation. They were like. Look, we're compromising by sending you on loan. We wanted to sell you. The least you could do is is lower your salary, which, by the way, is the biggest at our club. Um, and Chelsea have managed to agree that with him. So, fair play to Chelsea, fair play to Roma, fair play to Romelu. Everyone moved heaven and earth to make this work. It, in many ways, in football economics, it shouldn't have worked, but it has worked, and uh, and it's good because Roma get the player who could win them the league. Chelsea get huge wages off the books, not just next season, but, uh, the season beyond that as well. Um, and yeah, I think that everyone gets a decent outcome compromise. Like you said, with Kukurella, compromise happened here. Um, and I think it was a pretty good deal in the end.
1: Yeah. Tough deal. No doubt about it. Really surprised. Hey, you went, you went the the most silver of linings on this deal. Go on. <laughs> Roma fall in love with Lukaku. Keep him for a second season. Tammy comes back after he's healthy. Yeah, could happen. Start the draft, Naz. Let's make it happen.
0: <laughs> the release clause is active, man.
1: All right, I like it. Uh, and then last one was Broya. Uh, when we tried to record yesterday, there was some rumblings about him potentially sticking or twisting.
0: Thick, sticky, and I don't, th- I don't see that one. I'm, I'm going to be pretty strong on this one. I know I've left a, a lot open in other cases, but uh, I think he's staying. Um, it would be a monumental surprise if he goes. So yeah expects Breuer to stay and uh, play some under 21s game soon. I think he's very close to being fit and ready.
1: All right. Overall, just real quick, like the business isn't done, but up to this point, how, how are you reacting to how much business Chelsea have done January this summer transfer window, not only in, but out like, Are you impressed? Are you like, this is your own fault in the making? Like, How are you viewing this transfer window? It has been crazy. I think if you compare it to any other club, this is probably the busiest window that a single club has had.
0: All three of Chelsea's last transfer windows have been ridiculous. So The first three under the new owners have been ridiculous for different reasons. It's been absolutely bonkers. But this one has probably been characterized by balancing the books, bad season, repairing things, getting people out who maybe are upset with the club, either upset with the club for good reason or bad reasons or whatever, it's just been about absolute revolution it's it's unprecedented in many ways, it's certainly unprecedented in terms of money, in and out I think, yeah, Chelsea have the books pretty well in this window but we've got to remember that they're still balancing the books from the last two windows so um, that you know the next deal, if if Cole Palmer joins, then Chelsea will be uh, the first club in football history to spend one billion pound in three transfer windows. That has never happened before. They've already broken many records. This will be the second biggest transfer window in football history, after Chelsea's last few windows. So uh, yeah, they're, they're breaking records, and it's um, it's really good backing. But you just look at the team and think are they actually a better team? And that's the question I think that we'll be asking once the window closes is, how good are Chelsea? Is is this smart business? And I think that, to be honest, you've just got to prove it on the pitch and that's the only way, really. And, and yes, we can take a long view because it's a very young squad, um, unprecedented youth as well, probably the youngest squad in the league. But, um, yeah, I think we're going to look at it and and really assess, like, they have to be good. They have to be good this season, but and, and we can also give them a bit of space to grow in the season before, but if you spend this much money, I expect, I expect some good performances. And I think Chelsea fans will too.
1: So, yeah, so you assume an attacker's coming in, uh, there's still going to be some exits, but we largely know what the team is going to be based on all that. And what you just said, what is kind of your expectation you're placing on Chelsea to be deemed a somewhat successful season?
0: Yeah, I think I think before the season started, I remember when we were in America together and uh, I think I said that six would be a great achievement. I think I'd like to revise that and, and work it up a bit. I think Chelsea must qualify for the Champions League after all this. And I think that that is what this is about. You want that money after spending this money. You want to get the prize money, really, don't you? So um, it's important, I think, that Chelsea qualified for the Champions League. And, and let's not forget, it's a bit easier now. You can finish fifth and you're probably going to be in it. So uh chelsea have a a good chance of making it but i'd i'd be aiming for that fifth spot they have to do that bare minimum for me and i think Potch is aiming high so um i don't think I'm speaking out of line by saying that that should be the aim all
1: right um i'm still sick with top 6 in a domestic cup which we will find out later today uh you let me know because naz it is not on broadcast here i will not be watching the wimbledon match i will be notifications on following your twitter feed because i appreciate what you do in the stadium uh have fun today i will get this out asap so that none of our good takes go south too fast how about that
0: yeah the, the editor's got a great job now come on do it quick oh man
1: <laughs> look if you want to know what the latest is going on throughout this entire window and all season you know to follow Nas. all right link in the description go follow Nas. Obviously, he's one of our good, good friends uh, and, and does an amazing job with everything here. So, Naz, again, thanks for carving out a little bit of time as you're getting blown up during the end of the transfer window. You're our hero. I appreciate you.
0: Yeah, brilliant. Speak to you soon, mate. It's been a pleasure.
1: Uh, all right, Chelsea fans, more content this week as always. But until next time, you know what to do. The blue flag flying high.